You are now listening to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast, a podcast that promotes self-care for entrepreneurs. Breathe in, breathe out, relax, tune in. Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Keisha Milana. And I am your other co-host, Nakia Smith. Yes, and today we are live and talking all about how following your dreams can be used as a form of activism. For my second person, it's definitely somebody that is also amplifying Black voices, especially in the entrepreneurial field. So if y'all watched Wild and Out before, then y'all have seen Carlos Miller. He is the comedian. He's from Georgia. And he started off on Wild and Out. And he has now moved on to having his own podcast and show that is a comedy show with two of the other people from Wild and Out. So Chico Bean and DC Young Fly. And their podcast has grown so much in the three years that I've personally been watching it. They've been doing it for a little bit longer. But just in the, the times I have seen them watch it from start to now, they have interviewed so many celebrities, especially in the hip hop genre and especially black celebrities. They really highlight and focus on. And one thing that I really seen grow recently is that normally they just have their typical comedy podcast. They invite celebrity guests on. They talk about different funny stuff, talk about their different initiatives, things they have dropping. You know, it could be a book. It could be a song, some music, a tour, whatever. But recently, they have actually been hosting what they call the Black Market segment. And so what they do is instead of inviting celebrities, they invite somebody from the local community or somebody who's not as known, but they have a great business idea. And so they invite them on to be able to talk about, you know, their business. And that was actually one of the podcasts that I got to first find out about Pinky Cole on and Slutty Vegan because she was on the Black Market segment just talking about her business and talking about her brand. So I feel like them being, you know, so influential, especially is three of them. So that maximizes the amount of power that the people in the community have when they come on the show, because especially it's been some people who have, you know, sold T-shirts or things like actual products like candles. They'll actually use their products for episodes and episodes after the person does the black market segment. So they're not just inviting you on for a 30 minute segment and kicking you off and never using the products. They actually are using the products and showing you like, no, we actually we love the way this candle smells. Now we're going to get her to make some specifically for this podcast and not just her brand, but now we're getting her to personalize our brand and then still be shouting people out episodes after they actually do the promo. And then it's completely free. You just got to write in and like send in your pitch or whatever to the email that they have. And they just pick people based on like, you know, who they see is important and valuable and necessary to be able to be promoted to the community and a platform at large. 
And then especially if you live in Atlanta or Georgia, you have a huge advantage because they really do like try to support people locally in Georgia, people in Atlanta, and they'll probably be able to amplify your voice a little bit quicker if you in Atlanta versus, you know, actually being in other cities. But I would say if you got a business, go for it no matter where you at, because you never know. It could be your business that, you know, they actually start to support. Or if you do have, you know, somewhat of a growing following, you know, tag them on stuff, try to make them notice you and you might have a higher high likelihood of getting put on the show than someone else. I love that. I love that their podcast specifically, you know, shout out the local community businesses versus everybody who like already established because we see that a lot we see like the same people get interviewed all the time and it's like we want to hear some fresh ideas we want to see some new businesses and you know so yeah i love that and we try to do the same thing on the 21 minutes of this podcast let's put that out there (laughs) but um let's get into my second person which is deon sanders I follow Deion Sanders just like I follow Pinko on social media. But what I love about Deion is his personality and his like motivational speeches. I don't know if he was like born with that or it developed over time. But if I need a little motivation, I know I can follow him <laughs> and get a, get a word for the day. But for the people who don't know, Deion Sanders is also known as Primetime. He did wear the number 21. Shout out to that. <laughs> and he is an American football coach and former player who is now the head coach at the University of Colorado Boulder. So people may know that he was like buzzing in the media because he was the head coach for Jackson State University, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But early in his career, he did go to Florida State University and then he played in the NFL for 14 seasons with the Atlanta Falcons and the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys, just to name a few. But he also played baseball as an outfielder for nine seasons for the MLB with the New York Yankees and the ATL Braves, just to name a few, which is why I also consider him a disruptor because he has done what nobody else has ever done before, which been able to play in both the NFL and the MLB and be excellent at each sport. He also won two Super Bowl titles and made one World Series appearance in 1992, making him the only athlete to play in both the Super Bowl and the World Series. So he is more than just a coach. In football, he also coaches in life, which I mentioned earlier, and which leads me back to him being the head coach at Jackson State University, which is an HBCU. He was able to lead that team to two consecutive celebration bowls appearances and the first undefeated regular season in the school's history so because he took it upon himself to go to hbcu to not only elevate his career but to put the spotlight on hbcus to make them know that hey these boys can compete if the resources are in place if the facilities are in place, if the money is in place, and if the coaches are in place. So with all that in place, HBCUs can compete just like the other schools. But what we are missing from HBCUs that we all know are resources. And as a result, he pledged 
half of his salary when he worked at Jackson State University in order to help them build and renovate their football facility. Not only that, when the city of Jackson lost their water, he was an advocate to the community and went to the government to insist on getting help not only for his students, but for the surrounding students who, you know, he really don't have any, you know, authority over them, but he wanted to make sure that everybody had water, <laughs> you know, and he took it upon himself to reach out. How many football coaches, you know, reach out to the government and say, hey, we need water, you know, they just, cause not saying that they won't, but, you know, most coaches are only concerned about their job, which is coaching and winning games. Not only that, he had many of his players not receive the money from, you know, the refunds and things like that. So he had to help a lot of them financially, whether it was like tuition or housing or just getting food. So it's just like the idea that he is more than just a coach. He is a coach, a mentor in life. He makes sure that his team is presentable at every game providing them with proper attire you see on his social media even before the games he's not just talking about the games but he's mentoring them about life and making life decisions and life choices that will affect them beyond the game beyond school so it's like what more can you ask for and i actually watched his reality show for people who don't know he had a reality show called Dion's Family Playbook which I thoroughly enjoyed watching and it just it showed how he was raising his sons and his family and he was even helping coach his son's team at one point and people may not know this but he is the, also the co-founder of Prime Prep Academy and the initiative was not only to educate students but provide every student with a laptop who attended the school. So this is just a little bit about Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime. Yes, I thoroughly enjoy hearing about him because I've heard about a lot in the media, but until you actually understand all the things that he's doing, especially down to giving players support while they're waiting on their refunds or just financially uninclined, I feel like that's important in itself. And that's something that you might not hear about as much as Oh, he's leaving Jackson State, but that's some of the realest and most important parts of advocacy that he could ever do. So I definitely applaud him. And I feel like, you know, people feel like maybe he's not going to be as powerful as an advocate if he's not directly coaching at an HBCU. But I feel like it's other ways to still amplify, you know, people's voices. It's other ways to amplify HBCUs. So just him going there already has done a lot and it has set a precedent for other, you know, NFL previous players to start being coaches at HBCUs and not just trying to wait for quote-unquote bigger opportunities. So I feel like once you start creating that ripple effect and getting people to start modeling your behaviors and doing things that you're doing that can also help the community, then it works. You're still getting the same results that you want because now it's the ripple effect. Other people are getting involved and it's just all around easier to invoke that change when you have other people trying to be just as powerfully involved as you are. Yes. And I also wanted to commend him on taking the initiative 
to move on to a higher position because with him moving on to a higher position, they allowed the assistant coach at Jackson State University to become a head coach and he was able to get promoted and, you know, pursue his dreams. So it goes to show you that sometimes elevating is necessary so somebody else behind you can feel or attempt to fill your shoes. Yes, so powerful. Whatever you do, just know that you can still use your dreams as a way to be an activist in your community. You can start to get more resources that can help more people. You can start to set an example for other people and you can amplify the voices that you have around you. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Make sure you go follow us on social media at 21 Minutes or Less on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then on YouTube, you can just type in 21 Minutes or Less podcast. And then you can go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21 M-I-S-S. Yes. And we will see you on the next episode.